You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, I am Ahanu. And whenever I'm playing with my three-year-old granddaughter, and we're boisterous and rolling around and having fun and doing crazy things. She always says, Baba, you've lost the plot. And if you listen to what I'm about to tell you now, you may agree that I have definitely lost the plot. Hi, I am Ahanu. And I have a very difficult experience to relay right now. And the reason it's difficult is because it's like Einstein said about trying to solve a problem at the level of the problem. So here I am in the ego world with ego equipment, cameras and so on, trying to record something that is at the level of the ego, trying to solve the ego. So let me explain. I went into a meditation this morning and the meditation was about trying to go back out of a dream state. So we're familiar with people who say that they are they can be in a dream, in a dream, in a dream, in a dream. And Penny Kelly is one who talks about that quite a lot. And in this recognizing that we are in a dream state, my attempt in the meditation was to be aware of the fact that this was a dream and that I wanted to come back out of the dream and go back to the source of all creation effectively. So I started with that understanding that I was in a lucid dream and that because it was lucid, I was consciously aware that I could step back out of it. And that in itself posed its own difficulties because it's like there was an ego awareness in the dream that said, oh, you can't do that. Or authority constraints said, that's not allowed or that's impossible. And I recognized what was going on and I eliminated them immediately. I said, no, I'm doing it. I'm stepping back out of this dream. Now, my conscious mind also went to our dream state here in this world where when you're in a dream, you feel things are impossible to do. Were you ever, ever in a dream where you, you felt that you couldn't move or that you were bound or that you, you were stuck somehow and you might wake up from the dream almost traumatized, certainly with the memory that you had a bad dream and you couldn't run, you couldn't move, you couldn't walk, you couldn't get out 
Well, that was the sensation that I had too. And anyway, I managed somehow to recognize that it was like being in, uh, you know how, here's the way I explain it. You know how in the movies we were, were told or we see that you can go into a portal, you know, a kind of a wispy, a wi it's almost like um, a mirror and you go into the mirror and you know how the mirror kind of, <laughs> the, it pixelates and you go into, you into it. So you're in a portal. Well, that sensation in reverse, but I found myself coming out of it backwards. So my back was coming out and my consciousness and my body, and again, body now in quotes, was coming back out of the dream. And it's like as if that mirror thing closed, that portal closed. And I was in, I was, I was out of that dream, but I was in another dream. And I found that in each of these dreams, it was like as if I was on a physical place on earth. Now that sounds bizarre, but I found myself that I was in China and came reversed out of that and I was in Peru and reversed out of that and I was in South Africa and reversed out of that and I was in Europe someplace. And recognizing too that these are like pseudo-modern names for places and that at the time that this experience of the dream was taking place, these places weren't even known by names. So I recognize that there's a lot of the present world coming into these worlds or interlocking or meshing together. Anyway, with that, I found myself reversing back, reversing back, reversing back, coming out of the dream. And then I realized this is going to go on forever. There's millions of these. It wasn't a case of being five levels in a dream. There's millions of them. And it's like as if these were also all lifetimes. Now, they may or may not be, but this is my conscious awareness as of now, trying to wrap my head around it, trying to get understanding around it, trying to put conscious awareness into what was going on. So I found myself trying to speed up the process. Zoop, 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 coming back, 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 out of all these awarenesses or dreams. And then I realized, perhaps I could do this even a little bit quicker. And I come from a computer background. I studied with Microsoft for a few years and was a Microsoft certified professional in the ego world. But it allowed me to get an understanding of the early days of DOS. I don't know if any of you guys remember it, but the disk operating system. And one of the commands for that was CD dot dot. And CD dot dot meant you were stepping back, change directory, CD. You were changing the directory back to the uh, higher level directory. And, and I kept doing that CD dot dot, CD dot dot. <laughs> and then I remembered the command for going back to the root directory, which was CD. Gosh, now was it backslash or forward slash? I can't remember. Either way, anyway, the command was CD slash, and you could go all the way back to the original root directory. So what did I do? I did that. CD slash boom. And I found myself back at the original root directory of the dream. 
Now that in itself was, was bizarre because I recognized a number of things that was going on. First of all, that there was a danger I would lose the memory of all that stuff. And it was a kind of a little tingling of a fear of all the loss of the memory of all those different existences or all those different dreams. And you know how you wake up in the morning from a dream and you say, you know, I know I had a dream, but I can't quite remember what it was or, you know, I remember snippets of it. Well, that's the feeling that I had too. And I recognized also that because of that, it didn't really exist or that it was a falseness or it was a construct or it was made up by consciousness or awareness or it was made up by something false anyway. So I'm back at this root directory, let's call it, back at base camp, as it were, back at kind of myself, feeling the loss of all those awarenesses, feeling the loss of all those existences and thinking, gee, did I do the right thing? And recognizing also this was ego here kicking in and at the same time feeling, did I do it right? Did I do the wrong thing? And I was going in this loop feeling that I didn't achieve anything. I might have wiped some memory somewhere, but I was still in ego, still in this existence, trying to cope with what I was trying to do, trying to make sense of what I was trying to do. And I began to wonder, was I still in my physical body right here, right now? Or had I wiped that too? And I, I felt for Angel Rose beside me. And in the, I, I was doing this in the bed, sitting up in bed. It was a meditation, sitting up in bed. And sure enough, she felt there to me. And I recognized that that was a boundary because that's what touch does. Touch creates boundaries for us to be in the here and now. And it creates the boundary of her body and my body. And I thought, I've achieved nothing because the boundaries still exist. And if this is a dream state, well, I'm still in the dream. And I remember many years ago when I was studying transcendental meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and the teaching was that you would go down. He likened it to a lake bed. It was the best way for our conscious mind to understand it, like a lake. And that when you think of a bubble coming up from a lake, it comes up out of the mud and it kind of gets bigger and bigger through the laws of physics until it bursts at the top and it bursts at the top as a conscious thought. And the idea of the meditation is that you would go back and down and down and down and down and down. And you're going down and as it getting smaller, almost until you shrink to the size of an atom and you arrive at the source of thought. And this was also the place of all potential. This was the place of the origin of everything. This was the source of all creation. So that was my next attempt, was to go back 
to the source of all creation. And back at the source of all creation, I found a kind of a blankness, a kind of a, it wasn't even a white light, it was almost like a, a silver gray light, but it was, there was nothingness. There was just complete and total nothingness. And as soon as I had that thought of the potential of all of this, that out of this nothingness came everything, I realized that I, me, ego me, was the one who was having the thought that this was nothingness. And therefore, it couldn't have been nothingness because I was there. Immediately, I got transported back to the ego self saying, you're making it all up. You're, you're in a dream still. And with that, I had to come back, as it were, into conscious awareness of the body right here, right now. And so here I am in the body right here, right now, speaking to you through the technology in our ego world dream because I have this sense of I couldn't do it. I wasn't able to go back completely to that source of all creation. I wasn't able to completely get out of the dream. And really, that's all I have to report that I'm trying and I'm going to try again but this is where I'm at right now. And I'm sorry I don't have anything more exciting to report than that, but that in itself was exciting. And in that excitement lies ego and dream world stuff. So here we go in a loop. So I'm, I'm working on it. And as soon as I have something new, I will come back and document this. As soon as I shared this with Angel Rose, she suggested that I open the Course in Miracles and look, pick a, a chapter at random, a lesson from the workbook and see what it says. And perhaps that random selection might give me some insight or meaning as to what that exercise was all about. And that's exactly what I did. And I opened the Course in Miracles on Lesson 91. There's actually two of them side by side, uh, Lesson 91 and 92. And let me read both to you. The first one is Miracles are seen in light. It's important to remember that miracles and vision necessarily go together. This needs repeating and frequent repeating. It's a central idea in your new thought system and the perception it produces. The miracle is always there. Its presence is not caused by your vision. Its absence is not the result of your failure to see. It's only your awareness of miracles that is affected. You will see them in the light. You will not see them in the dark. To you then, light is crucial. While you remain in darkness, the miracle remains unseen. Thus, you are convinced it's not there. This follows from the premise from which the darkness comes. Denial of light 
leads to failure to perceive it. Failure to perceive light is to perceive darkness. The light is useless to you then, even though it is there. You can't use it because its presence is unknown to you. And the seeming reality of the darkness makes the idea of light meaningless. To be told that what you do not see is there sounds like insanity. Indeed, it sounds like I've lost the plot. It's very difficult to become convinced that it is insanity not to see what's there and to see what is not there instead. You don't doubt that the body's eyes can see. You do not doubt the images they show you are reality. Your faith lies in the darkness, not the light. How can this be reversed? For you, it is impossible, but you're not alone in this. Your efforts, however little they may be, have strong support. Did you but realise how great this strength is, your doubts would vanish. Today, we will devote ourselves to the attempt to let you feel this strength. When you felt that strength in you, which makes all miracles within you easy to reach, you will not doubt. The miracles your sense of weakness hides will leap into awareness as you feel the strength within you. Three times today, set aside 10 minutes for a quiet time in which you try to leave your weaknesses behind. This is accomplished very simply as you instruct yourself that you are not a body. Faith goes to what you want and you instruct your mind accordingly. Your will remains your teacher and your will has all the strength to do what it desires. You can escape the body if you choose. You can experience the strength within you. So begin the longer practice with this statement of true cause and effect relationship. Miracles are seen in light. The body's eyes do not perceive the light. But I am not a body. What am I? The question with which this statement ends is needed for the exercise today. What you think you are is a belief to be undone. But what you really are must be revealed to you. The belief you are a body calls for correction, being a mistake. The truth of what you are calls on the strength in you to bring to your awareness what the mistake conceals. If you are not a body, what are you? You need to be aware of what the Holy Spirit uses to replace the image of a body in your mind. You need to feel something to put your faith in as you lift it from the body. You need a real experience of something else, something more solid and more sure, more worthy of your faith and really there. If you are not a body, what are you? Ask this in honesty and then devote several minutes to allowing your mistaken thoughts about your attributes to be corrected and their opposites to take their place. Say, for example, I am not weak, but strong. I am not helpless, but all powerful. I am not limited, but unlimited. I am not doubtful, but certain. I am not an illusion, but a reality. I cannot see in darkness, but in light. In the second phase of the exercise period, try to experience these truths about yourself. Remember that all sense of weakness 
is associated with the belief you are a body, a belief that is mistaken and deserves no faith. Try to remove your faith from it, if only for a moment. You will be accustomed to keeping faith with the more worthy in you as we go along. Relax for the rest of the practice period, confident that your efforts, however meagre, are fully supported by the strength of God and all his thoughts. It is from them that your strength arises. Now I'm going to go straight on to the next lesson, lesson 92, that says miracles are seen in light and light and strength are one. The idea for today is an extension of the previous one. You do not think of light in terms of strength and darkness in terms of weakness. That's because your idea of what seeing means is tied up with the body and its eyes and brain. And I do realize now that in that insane exercise where I lost the plot in trying to come back out of the dream, reverse my way out of all of this, that in seeing what I thought I saw, I was using the physical eyes. Indeed, when I saw that grey silver light idea, it was me who was looking at it from as if my own body was still there, even though there was nothing else. Trying to see in darkness with the physical eyes. Thus you believe that you can change what you see by putting little bits of glass before your eyes. This is among the many magical beliefs that come from the conviction you are a body and the body's eyes can see. You also believe the body's brain can think. If you but understood the nature of thought, you could but laugh at this insane idea. It is as if you thought you held the match that lights the sun and gives it its warmth. Or that you held the world within your hand, securely bound until you let it go. Yet this is no more foolish than to believe the body's eyes can see and the brain can think. It is God's strength in you that is the light in which you see. As it is his mind with which you think. His strength denies your weakness. It is your weakness that sees through the body's eyes, peering about in darkness to behold the likeness of itself, the small, the weak, the sickly and the dying, those in need, the helpless and afraid, the sad, the poor, the starving and the joyless. These are seen through eyes that cannot see and cannot bless. Strength overlooks these things by seeing past appearances. It keeps its steady gaze upon the light that lies beyond them. It unites with light, of which it is part. It sees itself. It brings the light in which yourself appears. In darkness, you perceive a self that is not there. Strength is the truth about you. Weakness is an idol falsely worshipped and adored that strength may be dispelled and darkness rule where God appointed that there should be light. Strength comes from truth and shines with light its source has given it. Weakness reflects the darkness of its maker. It is sick and looks on sickness, which is like itself. Truth is a saviour and can only will for happiness and peace for everyone. 
It gives its strength to everyone who asks in limitless supply. It sees that lack in anyone would be a lack in all. And so it gives its light that all may see and benefit as one. Its strength is shared that it may bring to all the miracle in which they will unite in purpose and forgiveness and in love. Weakness which looks in darkness cannot see a purpose in forgiveness and in love. It sees all others different from itself and nothing in the world that it would share. It judges and condemns but does not love. In darkness it remains to hide itself and dreams that it is strong and conquering, a victor over limitations that but grow in darkness to enormous size. It fears and it attacks and hates itself, and darkness covers everything it sees, leaving its dreams as fearful as itself. No miracles are here, only hate. It separates itself from what it sees, while light and strength perceive themselves as one. The light of strength is not the light you see. It does not change and flicker and go out. It does not shift from day to night and back to darkness till the morning comes again. The light of strength is constant, sure as love, forever glad to give itself away because it cannot give but to itself. No one can ask in vain to share its sight and no one who enters its abode can leave without a miracle before his eyes and strength and light abiding in his heart. The strength in you will offer you the light and guide your seeing so you do not dwell on idle shadows that the body's eyes provide for self-deception. Strength and light unite in you and where they meet, Yourself stands ready to embrace you as its own. Such is the meeting place we try today to find and rest in. For the peace of God is where yourself, his son, is waiting now to meet itself again and be as one. So it goes on then to suggest 20 minutes twice a day to join this meeting with yourself. And let yourself be brought unto yourself. Its strength will be the light in which the gift of sight is given you. Leave then the dark a little while today and we will practice seeing in the light, closing the body's eyes and asking truth to show us how to find the meeting place of self and self. Where light and strength are one. And then use the rest of the day in preparation for the time at night where we meet again in trust and repeat this as often as we can and recognize that we are being introduced to sight and led away from darkness to the light where only miracles can be perceived. I don't think I've lost the plot anymore. Blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.